juice juice oh uh, that was my impression of David Schwimmer as uh, Robert Kardashian introducing the latest member of the Penn State 2018 recruiting class, Frederick Juice Scruggs, a six foot three offensive lineman weighing 270 pounds from Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, goes to Cathedral Prep, four-star prospect, number 233 player in the nation. Matt, I'm... Uh, I'm a fan of him. I, I think he's a good football player. The issue with him, uh, I mean, he's just he a talented, talented dude, a really just good, solid lineman. The issue is he's moving into the interior, and my God, someone needs to get this guy a hamburger. <laughs> well, I think he's unique and typically what we've seen Penn State recruit on the offensive line as – He's a true interior guy. He's going to play center or guard. There's no chance that he's going to get time at tackle. And that's not a slight on him. It's just you know the kind of player he is. Whereas most of the guys that Penn State's brought in can play any any of the five positions on the offensive line. Um, Mike Moraine is really the only other guy that you know is 100% going to be an interior guy. Um, everyone else really is kind of a, a swing that can you know is probably best suited for tackle then maybe you see him playing inside or vice versa. Um, the other unique thing with Juice is he has probably had the quietest recruitment of any major in-state Pennsylvania or otherwise recruit that I can think of in the last you know five years maybe. He visited Penn State unofficially for the blue-white game. The week before, he visited Ohio State for the Scarlet and Gray spring game in Columbus. A month before that, he visited Ohio State unofficially. And back for the Ohio State-Penn State game in 2016, which we all remember fondly, he visited Penn State. Those are the only four recruiting visits that I can that are recorded on the 247 profile page before he committed on August 4th to Penn State, more or less out of the blue. He took one more visit for the Michigan game this year, which we also remember very fondly. But he really kind of fell off the grid from the blue-white game until you know the week that fall practice kicked off for both uh, for Penn State and presumably uh, Cathedral Prep as well up in Erie. Um, and it's no one because of kind of the way he went about it. He didn't tweet a whole lot. He didn't do interviews. Um, whether it was on premium content on 247 or Blue White Illustrated or Scout before they merged with 247, you just kind of forgot he was there until we probably got, Bill, you and I probably got a, what, 48-hour warning that this was probably coming, and it just really came out of nowhere because we just kind of weren't sure what he was thinking. For a while, it felt like he was going to end up at Ohio State, and then... Bam, August 4th rolls around, and he's a Nittany Lion. And he really hasn't, you know, he made his commitment, and then he fell off the, 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 the map again for a while, and he's expected to sign on Wednesday. So just really from a in an era where, you know, you contract him with um, you know, some of the big names, and, you know, Micah Parsons is the, the one that obviously jumps to mind for Penn State fans. But you'll pick a big-name recruit, um, especially – um, a guy that's been recruited by two powers like Penn State and Ohio State to 
just kind of recruit out of or uh, commit out of the blue is is fascinating to me. And then you watch him on film, and he's just like you said, Bill, a really solid football player. Um, he's another one of those guys I think has a really high floor. I don't think there's a much of a chance that he's gonna, you know, get get to to the next level and just never be heard from again. I think he's going to contribute. I think he'll be a solid player. What his ceiling is, I don't know. Um, it, it might not be as high as some other of those other guys that you know um, you might see have a future both in, either inside or outside. Um, but I think he's going to be a really solid player. Um, he's actually listed as a center. I don't know if that's um, you know where he ultimately ends up. But um, true interior guys, it's kind of a unique um, group of offensive linemen, guys that that play you know the the guard position or the center position where it's from an outside perspective, it's it's you know more physical, more you know hat on hat. You're not asked to, um, you know, do as much. You might pull a little bit, but it's so different than some of the great tackles that you see. And seeing a guy that really has honed his craft at at one of those spots and knows that's what he is and is going to you know do it really well is is very intriguing to me. And I think, like I said, I think he's one of those guys once he starts playing and he's you know going to eat a few cheeseburgers before he plays so the red shirts in order is going to, to play well and is going to have a solid career at Penn State I'm, I'm as confident saying that about him as I'm about saying just about anyone in this class it's funny isn't it that there is one top 10 offensive lineman in the state of Pennsylvania in this class Penn State's biggest need for the longest time has been getting guys on the offensive line and not only was Penn State able to get that one top 10 guy, but it's a top 10 guy who Penn State beat out in a battle against Ohio State to win the services of an in-state kid, an in-state kid who is teammates with another four-star kid who Penn State thought it was going to get uh, a little bit earlier in this class cycle, but he eventually went to Notre Dame in Matthew Bauer. Like, this seems like the kind of recruiting win that Penn State fans normally uh, would celebrate, normally would be really hyped over. But like you mentioned, Matt, he just went about his business. He he had two schools he wanted to go to, it looked like. They were Penn State and Ohio State. He went to both of them a few times. He sat down with his family. He made his decision, and he's going to end up being a Nittany Lion. I'm kind of with you in that I think he is a pretty high floor. Um, I say that based on the fact that I think he's a talented kid. Uh, you know, a good, explosive athlete, uh, really strong and powerful offensive lineman. He seems like he kind of has the... Uh, he kind of has a lot of the techniques of the run game down. He'll get them in the pass game eventually. The big thing with him is you need to see how he will adjust to moving to a new position, whether or not he's able to do it or not, who knows, uh, and whether he's able to get used to it in enough time to play. Again, like we mentioned, Dew needs to put on weight at 270 pounds. You are not going to be an interior lineman. But I agree with you. I think he, I, I think he's going to be a good one, and I think he's going to be the kind of guy that Penn State fans are going to look back on and go, we probably should have hyped him up a little bit more while uh, we were rec- while he was in the process of being recruited and eventually committed to Penn State. Uh, you know, amid probably the more talented guys or the more highly regarded guys, excuse me, he gets lost in. Uh, 
There is no way on God's green earth he plays as a freshman. I'd be very surprised if he plays as a redshirt freshman uh, during his second year on campus. He seems like the kind of guy who's going to follow uh, James Franklin's preferred model of uh, redshirt, don't do too terribly much, get folded into things, and then by your fourth year, you're a constant contributor and possibly a starter on the line. Do you agree, Matt? Oh, <laughs> I thought there was more going on there. Uh, no, um, th- uh, just so y'all know, this is going to end with me saying your Uncle Juice is a good man. So when you hear that, this uh, this little mini pod will be over. That that was um, a, a profound pause for effect or something. No, I, I there is not an offensive lineman in this class, and there's very few that exist in the country that James Franklin isn't going to redshirt. And... Um, not expect anything from really until in 90% of the case until their third year. Um, there's the 10%, like a Will Fries, for example, or Ryan Bates that will play and they as a redshirt freshman, but, um, all currently three, maybe four offensive linemen in this class, um, are, are a hundred percent redshirt candidates. And, um, maybe in 2019, if they, they really develop quickly, but I think in most cases, 2020 is, is when we should expect um, Juice as well as uh, the rest of the offensive line class to make an impact. And the big thing to remember when it comes to uh, Juice Scruggs, obviously, Matt, is that your Uncle Juice is a good man.